0: You're listening to New England Public Media News. I'm Adam Frenier, and this is the shortlist NEPMs we can review. Joining us today on the line, Chris Collins, contributing editor with Franklin County Now, and Natalia Munoz, host of Viacon Munoz on WHMP. Chris, Natalia, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you for the invitation.
0: It's good to be here. This week, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker was grilled by a legislative oversight committee looking into his administration's COVID-19 response. Some lawmakers took issue with local health agencies being cut out of the vaccination effort, with large privately run sites instead taking priority. During the hearing, Baker defended his actions.
2: As unhappy as some people may be with that decision, you know we are outperforming every other state in the country across most of the CDC's key performance measures.
0: Some local and regional health officials told the legislative panel they have had plans in place for years to execute mass vaccination and that the message from the Baker administration has been inconsistent. Chris, Baker's seat has become increasingly hot over the vaccine rollout. Do you think lawmakers and public health officials, locally speaking, have a point?
2: I think they do. I've always felt that the local people have a better idea and better feel for what's going on in their communities and, a bit, and sometimes a better infrastructure to be able to reach more people. That having been said, there's no, you know, there's no instruction manual of how to deal with a pandemic. I think Baker has done his best to try and manage in crisis, and I think uh there are people that are, are always going to second guess when something doesn't go the way it should, but I can tell you that my experience alone trying to get an appointment for a shot there certainly has been some drawbacks in the system and, and I understand the frustration.
0: Natalia, there's been indications at the state and federal levels that vaccine supplies are going to increase. So the governor is opening up appointments to everyone 16 and older beginning on April 19. Given this track record so far, are you concerned that the state is going to be able to handle that crunch?
1: I think the state has gotten better. It learned from it, the disastrous rollout when the website wasn't working, from when they had you know little old ladies waiting in the snow at the Eastfield Mall, the state has been getting better and has been learning, so I don't, I don't doubt that it's going to continue getting better.
0: Meanwhile, some educators in Massachusetts say standardized tests given to English language learners should be skipped this year because of difficulties students have encountered learning remotely. The federally mandated tests measure student progress in several areas. Jean Marvel teaches English learners at Central High School in Springfield. She says students have been speaking less during remote classes, and she's worried about their self-esteem after taking the test.
1: Our job is to build students up and tell them, yes, you can do this. And that test will do the opposite.
0: A spokesperson for the State Department of Elementary and Secondary Education says Massachusetts is not planning to seek a federal waiver to skip the test. Natalia, are the educators' concerns valid, or does there still need to be some kind of standardized evaluation?
1: I'm going to go with the teachers, and I know that the teachers themselves don't agree on whether to proceed with this test or not. Um, I don't think that I have the capacity to say, oh no, the test should definitely be given when you have teachers saying, They haven't been able to learn remotely and they haven't been speaking the language, so we really can't tell how much they've learned. And on the other hand, you have teachers who say, yes, let's give them a test so we know where they're at, even with the pandemic. I think that's something for a committee of maybe three people to figure out and make a decision on.
0: Chris, the state has also indicated it plans to push ahead with MCAS testing, which is given to most students in some grades. Are education officials discounting the impact of remote or hybrid learning here?
2: Everything is different now in the COVID sort of era. And I mean, kids aren't in the classroom, although they will be in April. I think you you, got to suspend all these tests for at least a year until kids are back in the classroom on a regular basis, on a regular footing. And then I think You can think about going back to it, but for right now, I don't think it's fair to anybody to force them into a high-stakes standardized test when things are so up in the air and so many kids are not getting the full educational experience they would be in the classroom. Also,
0: a panel in Northampton, Massachusetts, looking into policing reform, is proposing a new department to take over some functions, which are currently being executed by the city's police department. The Department of Community Care would respond to most crises involving mental health, homelessness, or substance abuse, with the report saying would be better equipped to handle these situations. Chris, the city council is going to look at this idea and the rest of the report next week. Is this idea something that would work?
2: I don't know. I guess it, it's like anything else in government. It depends on how it's laid out. It depends on what the parameters are. They want a situation where everything doesn't end up going to the police, that there are certain issues that could be dealt with better by a different agency than a paramilitary one. And I understand that. It just, it's like anything else. The devil's in the details.
0: Natalia, could the cost of establishing a new department like this be an obstacle, or should it come out of the police budget?
1: It should certainly not come out of the police department budget, which was already cut by $800,000, thanks to pressure by a few extremely loud people and a majority of city councilors who were scared of them. Leave the police department alone. I think there's certainly lots of room to reform the police department policies and how police officers react to an array of situations. I would suggest that they test pilot this first before implementing it and that they work very closely with the police chief who is one of the most progressive police chiefs in in the state if not the country because as a friend of mine said where was george floyd killed was he cl- killed on pleasant street or was he killed on king street in northampton no this commission is reacting as if northampton were ferguson as if it were the minneapolis police department instead of a police department led by a very progressive very good innovative leader which also has a lot of very good officers.
0: And that leader, of course, is Police Chief Jody Casper. And finally, today was Holyoke, Massachusetts Mayor Alex Morse's final day on the job. He resigned to become the town manager in Provincetown. He became Holyoke's youngest and first openly gay mayor when he was elected in 2011. Natalia, what do you think Morse's legacy is going to be?
1: He left the city much better than the way he found it. Not just talking in terms of the economy, I'm talking about Cities uh, have souls, have hearts. They're not just infrastructure. They're not just about picking up the garbage. So all that is important too. It's also about how do people feel about a city? And he transformed Holyoke into people, not just the people who live here, who have been here for 10 generations, but for newcomers to feel this could also be home. And that's a great legacy.
2: Chris? Obviously, I agree with with Natalia's analysis. What's going to be interesting though, is how he transitions into the role of a town administrator and you know, a town administrator has to be sort of beholden to the select board he serves. But I think, uh, it's sad to see a guy like Alex Morse leave professional politics because he is one of the good ones. All right,
0: Chris Collins with Franklin County Now and Natalia Munoz, host of Munoz on WHMP. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Adam. Thank you.
0: And thank you for listening to the shortlist NEPM's Week in Review. You can catch us at any time, wherever you get your podcasts or at NEPM.org slash podcast hub. I'm Adam Frontier, and this is New England Public Media.